Hey guys, and thanks for stopping by the Unmother and Unbother podcast. Unpopular opinions on mother-daughter relationships for the woman looking to go from unmothered to unbothered. I am Precious Detina, childhood trauma survivor and generational curse breaker that decided to release the anger and resentment I had towards my mother through forgiveness so that I could heal old wounds and live a thriving life. I am here to stand in the gap and affirm the feelings of women that feel alone and are made to feel guilty when discussing toxic mother-daughter relationships. As your host, I share stories and actionable steps to help you go from trauma to triumph. This is the Unmother and Unbothered Podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's Precious Detina. Um... I would say good morning to y'all, but it's not morning to y'all, but it's morning to me. I got right up out of the bed. Something was just on my spirit to talk about. And I had jotted a few notes down about it um, not long ago, maybe two, three weeks ago. So I knew it was coming up, but this won't be my typical, you know, really kind of not long, but 30 minute or so episode. I just needed to just come and drop in and talk to y'all. I haven't talked to you in a minute. It's been holiday season. Um, and the holidays, if I can be transparent, Christmas specifically is just not my favorite time of the year. It is the time of the year when um, the fact that you don't have, you know, quote unquote, the traditional family structure, it really shows itself. Um, and so normally I am not here. Like I may go to New York or I'm in Birmingham or um, just somewhere with family and friends. And so last, you know, year, um, COVID was just coming around in December. And that's actually when I was really, 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 really sick last December. But I did get a chance to spend a holiday with some people. This year, I really didn't do much, of course. Um, my travel was limited due to COVID, but I just also was a little funky, just a little funky, a little funky mood, not, not, depressed but just just kind of in a little funky mood um I didn't allow myself to get to where I was depressed uh, I really tried to make an effort to appreciate family appreciate friends and just appreciate health um and being in a good state of mind so I didn't want to wallow but I did spend a lot of time by myself and just getting some things together and doing some things so um I hadn't really connected with you guys like I normally do and um I, I didn't even say anything um, and I apologize, but then again, I just know that I needed a little bit of time. So, you know, I'm hoping you guys can respect that. And I think that you can. So I just wanted to briefly jump in to triggers, triggers, triggers. So, um, I was just thinking back on my hilarious story from June, 2019. Um, I have a podcast episode and it's called, um, are they triggered or are they overreacting or are they triggered? And, um, I just kind of, that episode, I don't, I think it's nine. I can't remember. And I just kind of briefly talk about how sometimes we think people are really overreacting in situations when 
their reaction is out of proportion with the situation, you know, with the environment, um, or if we just don't understand it, or if we wouldn't respond or react that way, right? And um, I think that's kind of normal, but what we've got to start doing is really paying attention to, um, just pay attention to the times in which those reactions take place. Uh, I know that I can feel when I'm about to be triggered in some instances, but for a long time, I didn't know that 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 feeling or the impending emotion attached to it was considered a trigger. I I didn't know what it was. So for example, I, there are certain parts of movies that when it's about to be a scene in which one of the characters will be embarrassed or have to talk about something painful. Um, Anything I feel like that has to do with rejection. And I've just recently pinpointed that and locked that down. But I've noticed that when I know that those types of scenes are coming up in movies, whether I've seen the movie before or whether I've been watching it so I know what's about to happen, I will literally turn my TV off. I will fast forward. If I'm not alone and I can't, I'll close my ears or I'll get up. I cannot handle it. And I realize, like, you know, I need to kind of force myself through this so that I can feel those feelings. I need to know where this is coming from. I need to put my finger on it. And my thought immediately following that was, why? Why would you do that? Like, if it's a trigger, then you need to like, you know, you need to know your triggers. You need to leave it alone. And I'm like, no, 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 that don't feel right. I'm telling myself things that I've read, that I've heard, but that doesn't feel right. So I just begin to jot some things down about triggers that I'm going to just go over with y'all just real quick. Um, we got to stop avoiding triggers. You know, we have to stop avoiding our triggers. I know that's easier said than done because I did it for years before I, I realized that I was being triggered. I did it for years. But what we don't realize is that our triggers tell us so much about ourselves. The things that trigger us. And when I say trigger, that means they something that is said or done, it could be a smell, it could be a place, it could be a person's name, it could be a sweater, um, it could be a song, it could be a car, anything that sparks in, uh, an emotional response that seems out of proportion with the situation. It is a trigger. We don't always recognize that because it's not blatantly obvious to us. So in the story in which I explained my incident with the deer when I was in Aspen, Colorado. I had no idea that I, that being that close to deer would trigger me. I had no idea. I was not damn near hysterical. I was hysterical at being close to deer. Now, mind you, I live in Alabama, but I'm not, I'm, I wasn't born and raised here. So I, it's not like I've been deer hunting or, you know, I ain't even been on no farm by no cat. Like I'm, and thank God in heaven that I've never hit a deer. I have not been around them enough to be like, oh, you know, it's just a deer. I couldn't figure it out though, because I was, I was hysterical. Um, and I was so confused 
and it, it made me more hysterical because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. But I will say I, was, I have never been that afraid in my life. Like the fear that I felt in my heart, I've never felt that. And it just, I had to come home, I had to process it. I had to not be a bit embarrassed or ashamed because I wasn't around a group. But I didn't worry about that because I know that they were trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me. But what they don't know, I was trying to figure it out too. Um, and I have, you have to go back and listen to that episode. But when I got home and kind of talked to some friends, it was like, well, I had a real scary encounter with a deer, which is the funniest story ever. And I didn't realize how it impacted me. A deer ran basically onto the property of my school and um, it was chased by two hunting dogs out of the woods. And I know you probably like, where the hell she teach at? Like she teach in the woods of somewhere. No, it's it, right by downtown. I, I, we have no idea like where. But anyway, it was right outside my classroom window. And to see this deer running from these dogs and the deer was trying to get away so desperately that it ran headfirst into our driver's ed car. Like it's hilarious now, but I promise you it. I promise you, it was the scariest moment of my life. Um, and so when it ran headfirst into the car, it it injured itself so badly that it was the deer was bleeding out of his mouth. Um, it could not stand, and the dogs were, like, attacking it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, walking dead, these dogs are about to start eating this deer. And I am screaming, and I'm hollering. And I'm all over the walkie-talkie to my principal, like, please keep the children inside. The deer is here. They're attacking it. Like, I was going bananas. Meanwhile, my students are putting me on Snapchat, which I watched them and they were fine. I didn't mind that they did that. Actually, I have two of the videos. Um, so if you hit me, I will share them with you. They're hilarious. But that happened before I went to Aspen. Now that really, really, it upset me to see that happen in school. But what I didn't realize is that it was a, a lasting effect. When I got to Aspen, it was no deer attacking nothing. We were on a preserve. We were in their uh, domain. Um, they were peaceful. They looked at us and kept doing their thing. I was hysterical and I didn't know why, but it was a trigger. It was a trigger. And if I did not explore that trigger, I would have never found that out. And so that's what I wanted to say and talk to you about kind of just rap a little bit, because even when it came to my mother for years, I, I didn't even want to be in a room with her. I didn't want to have a conversation with her. I didn't want to be around anybody that wanted me to talk to her or talk about her or tell me what to do because it triggered too many emotions that I did not want to deal with. The only emotion that was on the surface was anger. That was it. That's all. And that's all I felt like dealing with. Like I just, it, it was easy to stay in that place. Anger is the one emotion that, um, we can kind of hold on to and we can justify better than anything else. Because we can always say why we're angry. And most people are going to agree that you have a right to be angry. And so it's the easiest emotion. You just stay in that place. And I, I didn't want to be around her because it was going to force me to deal with emotions that I did not want to deal with. Um, I, some of my siblings, my, my brothers... It, it took years for me to be around them and be comfortable because being around them triggered um, emotions that I didn't want to deal with pertaining to not being raised with them and um, just kind of seeing play by play the way we interacted. And it was awkward and it was not always comfortable, but that was a reminder that we were not raised together, which then in turn was a reminder that our mother abandoned us. You know what I mean? So I avoided certain triggers for years, not knowing that they were triggers. And I'm sure there are some things going on in my life now that I avoid. Even watching those movie scenes, 
those those were triggers for me and but I was able to control them because I would feel that emotion coming up and I think that I'm an empath a little a little bit because even with people um, it's very hard for me to see people in pain or hurt and but specifically rejection and embarrassment things like that really elicit such an emotion within me I don't have to know you at all and I think a little bit of that is is just my ability to feel other people's pain but I also know and I've, I've studied and, and I've delved into my inner child enough to know that it also has a lot to do with my triggers so what we have to realize is that we can learn a lot from our triggers. They tell us a lot about our, ourselves, our stories, our backgrounds. Um, and, you know, when you eliminate those triggers, you eliminate important feelings that tell us so much information about ourselves. You know, and so you stop yourself from learning about yourself. And I know that sounds strange because you think, I know myself. And you, you may know yourself on the surface and you may know yourself a couple of layers beneath the surface but there's always things to learn about yourself the way that we do everything the little nuances um our daily interactions the little ins and out like all of all of that comes from somewhere everything we do the the way we respond and react all of that comes from somewhere so take some time to explore those triggers uh even though i know that it's very uncomfortable because avoiding them is not good and when you avoid triggers it can lead to like just self-destructive behaviors as well because we're trying to avoid feeling those emotions that are overwhelming to us we don't want to deal with them and so you know we use uh, alcohol drugs sex to avoid those deep emotional feelings but you can get some positive things and learn positive things about yourself when it comes to these triggers so your triggers will show you areas that you got to work on you know it'll show you your deficits it's the 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 way that you can kind of know that something is a trigger is when you react to it and, and you don't respond to it because there's a difference between reactions and responses when you react it's a knee-jerk right? It's like you do it before you think, you say it before you think, it just comes out. It is the most raw uh, depiction of how you feel. It's it's the most accurate depiction because it's, it, it, it's immediate. You don't think about it, but just because it's the most raw and, and accurate doesn't mean it's the healthiest, doesn't mean that it is the way you should respond. Yes, your knee-jerk reaction may be anger, but if you're trying to deal and work through a situation, then you need to not allow that anger to lead your response. Hope that makes sense. What you want to do instead is be able to respond. Responses are thoughtful. Responses deal directly with what the situation is. Responses um, allow for some, some dialogue, for some closure, for things to be revealed. Responses are insightful etc etc and so you have to see and it's hard but you have to see sometimes when you react instead of responding then you might need to go back and check were you triggered was there a trigger there that made you react like that um you know it's 
I love this. I love learning about myself and, and I love these light bulb moments and these ahas because I swear, I say this all the time, but I want to be a better precious today than I was yesterday. And I just want to be able to feel like I know myself and know what I need to do and say and who to be around to maintain a real, real healthy mental space. <clears throat> um, let's see. So when you explore your triggers, you know, it's not going to be unicorns and rainbows and sunshine and, and it's not, but definitely necessary. Definitely. You have to acknowledge those things that stop you from being and living your full authentic life. You got to face some stuff. I always say like stand upright in your pain. Just don't stay there. You know, stand in it. Stand upright. Those triggers know them because you don't you don't want to be put in another. Listen, when I had that response to the deer, I was I don't ever want to be in a situation like that again. I was frustrated. I was hysterical. The people around me were awkward and uncomfortable because they didn't know how to support me because they didn't know what was wrong and I didn't know what to tell them. I didn't. I don't ever want to be in a situation. So I that's why I spoke to the people closest to me. Let me tell you what happened. And we laughed cause after because it's, it's funny. But then not at all. <laughs> not at all. So it, it helps me. I felt so light once I figured that out. Then I was able to, you know, explore it. It's not going to be very easy to, to recognize your triggers. But think about two things. The The main thing is... When reactions and when your emotion that that comes up and bubbles over, when it seems out of proportion with the situation, sometimes people say things. Will some? It could be simple, like, um, "What did you get for a Valentine's Day?" And somebody might go off. Who care about Valentine's Day? I get sick of y'all men always. And you're like, "Damn, shorty, like, um, I, I just, huh? Maybe they had their heart broken." You know, maybe they grew up in a house in which a parent always brought them uh, a bear and a card. And maybe that parent passed recently. Like you never know. And and it's not, I'm not saying that you should allow people to just scream on you, to be rude, to be disrespectful. Um, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that it allows you to be that person either. But you just want to keep it in the back of your mind that triggers are there for all of us. And while one person's trigger may not be yours, you just want to take into consideration that nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, you have responded similarly, but in a different situation. You have responded that way within the realms of whatever your triggers are. And someone needed to have a little patience with you. So just remember that. So one um, tell tale sign is... If your response and the emotions that come up are just out of proportion with whatever's going on, that's the main thing. And you just got to know that they're not, you know, they're not noticeable like that. You got to want to look for them. You, you got to want to seek them out. You got to want to say, nah, that, that was crazy. Why did I do that? Why? And then this is what happened to me when I was in Aspen. Pay attention to your body. Y'all, I was literally shaking shaking uncontrollably I was crying hysterically and I could not put one foot in front of the other 
y'all gotta go listen to this story because I, I don't want to make this episode longer but basically to go out onto this preserve and, and go up a little path to a late little man-made pond or something and take pictures with the rest of the cohort I, I literally tried to take one foot and put it off in front of the other to go off the back deck to go through this path and I could not do it I physically couldn't move. I, th I'm telling y'all, I've never dealt with that in my life. Um, never. Now, I'm not a nature person. Don't get me wrong. I don't like bugs and mice terrify me. I will, I will move out of a house. I can't deal with mice, period, at all. Like, ever. I can't. But that's also a trigger from my childhood that I recently found out, too. And maybe I'll do a part two because that's a good one. I, find, I figured out why I'm so afraid of mice. But anyway, so I'm not a person that likes animals in general, but I've never had a response. Like I had the emotional response I had, I, could, I can't even really tell you how my body really responded in words. It was, it was so much bigger than what I still understand. So pay attention to your body. Your body will speak to you when it's um, a situation in which you feel triggered. And um, look for the big, 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 just big emotional reactions. That's it. They Just something that's big. And you're like, damn, is it that deep? And, you know, we, we do it and we try to avoid them. Uh, the conversation about them. We don't want to think about them. We don't talk about them because we might be embarrassed or because we might know. Or we might be like, whatever. I ain't, it's nothing. I, that's just me. I'm just passionate about this and that. Listen, I'm the first one to say that passion can definitely be misconstrued for something completely different because I can be very passionate about something and people be like why are you aggressive I'm like I'm not aggressive I'm just I love this subject or I feel very passionately about this I'm not being aggressive you know so I get that but those over-the-top emotions those big emotional reactions are not always passion pay attention to it don't lie to yourself so I just wanted to drop a little bit about triggers in my heart. It was it was just on my heart and my spirit to talk about it. Um, I am normally not even up. My alarm clock will go off in 14 minutes. So for me to be up before that means it was really, really on me to get, get it out. Let you guys know. Uh, this probably sounds terrible because I'm not using my mic. I'm not using nothing. Uh, all I did was wash my face and brush my teeth and jump on my phone. So y'all going to get this raw material <laughs> because it's coming from my heart. So I hope y'all have an amazing day. I hope the start of your new year has been amazing, has been great. You need to control the narrative in your life, whether it's your life story, whether it's your mental health or whether it's your peace. Make sure that you stick with your boundaries so that your 2021 can be better than any other year in your life. I'll talk to you later. Okay, guys, you've just listened to another episode of Unmothered and Unbothered. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did enjoy making it. If you did enjoy it, please leave me a rating and a review in iTunes. Head over to IG and follow me at Unmothered Unbothered Podcast. I also have a Facebook page. Please go like and follow the Unmothered and Unbothered Podcast. And please feel free to join the private Unmothered and Unbothered group within that Facebook page. If you need me for anything else, you can always email me at unmotheredandunbothered at gmail.com.